Interesting story. An Olympic sponsorship deal has been struck between AB InBev, that's the Anheuser-Busch folks, and the Olympics. Some are saying it's cynical and an odd pairing. Others are saying, what's the big deal? This seems like a natural partnership. Pat Laughlin is with us, the Chief Creative Officer for Laughlin Constable. Pat, so good to have you with us here in the studio. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. What's your initial reaction when you hear about this partnership? Well, I work in advertising, so I'm not super uh, cynical about it. You know, I'm, I'm kind of okay with it. Um, I think it's a really good indication of how uh, brands right now are just clamoring for eyeballs. And so whenever you can have these large communal events, they're going to take any opportunity they can to have it. So the interesting part to me is that it's a non-alcoholic beer. Yes. One of InBev's, you know, they got a litany of brands and whatnot, but it's not a beer that is sold worldwide. It's Corona's Zero Beer, which I guess Zero is zero, as in no alcohol. (laughs) Uh, But nonetheless, I, I don't think you can buy it in the United States yet, although it could be under a different name in the United States. So is there a mixed message here? You know, I think it's a way for them to start building this brand, start getting people talking about it, start getting eyeballs on it. The um, the NA space is growing. Um, as we all know, we're coming out of dry January. So I think they're trying to take that opportunity just to get the brand name out there and build it a little bit. It is interesting, though, because the deals for three Olympics mm-hmm. and the ones that are coming to, uh, to L.A. in 2028 will feature Michelob Ultra. Yeah. That yep. will be the big one. So it will be full-on alcohol beer, although a lighter beer you could... yeah. What what do you make of the people who say, I don't know, the Olympics are about fitness and health and now we got a beer rolled into this? I yeah. mean, what, what, how do you react to that? You know, it's it's one of those things I think about how often I've seen Coca-Cola associated with the Olympics and McDonald's has uh, had some Olympics run too. And I remember those great ads with uh, Michael Jordan and Larry Bird and they were playing over a Big Mac. Again, I don't really know if those guys were eating Big Macs before or after games. <laughs> so for me, it's just, again, it's, it's about getting that exposure and those eyeballs, and it's more about probably the people watching. You know, what's interesting is that I think Michelob Ultra has been in that space, mm-hmm. the athletic space, for a number of years. I don't think that's anything new, running events and so on. I used to do a lot of different uh, events at large running events around the country, and Michelob Ultra would yep. commonly have a space set up. They tried to brand itself as the more athletic Fit beer if you're going to drink one. Yep. Yeah, and actually, I, I, I was going to say, um, I think it was even last year's Super Bowl, I was going to remind everybody about the ad that they've had with um, a lot of the athletes playing uh, golf with the Caddyshack commercial. And I know um, Bucks killer Jimmy Butler, he's been seen with some Michelob Ultra ads as well. So they've been playing in that space for a long time. And I think also with these NA beers, they're really trying to associate with a more active lifestyle and air quotes, healthy lifestyle. I was amused when I read one big critic said that athletes competing at this top level don't even drink alcohol as they prepare to take part in the games. Well, a lot of athletes are also gluten-free, and Wheaties has been a sponsor of the games. Your point about the Big Mac, I mean, there's not a direct correlation or implication, is there, that the athletes are taking part in this? Yeah, no way. It reminds me of a story I heard recently, too, about the brand uh, Liquid Death, which is the water brand. Yeah, sure. And um, the epiphany for that creator came from watching the the X Games and that stuff where they had the Monster Energy drink, and he realized that nobody was actually drinking it. They'd hold a can that was full of water. So (laughs) this is just one of those things. Will the non-alcoholic, uh, non-alcoholic twist on this thing, it, how is that going to lift? It is a growing space, but I wouldn't say it's a dominant space. No, I, it, again, I, it's it's a fraction of the market. And I think they're looking at trends and they're seeing it growing, so they're going to go after it. And I'll tell you the label, I don't know if you saw the Corona label, but it's awfully similar to the regular fully, uh, fully leaded uh, Corona version. It is. Yeah. 
It looks the same. Just the yeah, color blue exactly. is a little different sure. in the zero. But other than that, it looks almost exactly mm-hmm. the same. So when you advise clients and they say, we've got a lot of money to spend and there may be outcry if we do this, how do you weigh that there will be critics and there will be maybe a benefit? Yeah, I think you have to always do what's best for the brand. Um, you have to hold that sacred and you have to decide, does this make a lot of sense for who we are, what we stand for, the values that we have? And um, and then you weigh the you weigh the benefits. It happens all the time, um, but it really is a situational conversation that we have. I want to go off topic here and ask you about insurance ads, Greg. I didn't even tell you I was going to do this, but <laughs> I saw a couple today, and I think it's amazing what's happened in the insurance space with Jake at State Farm, mm-hmm. the progressive ads with Doctor Rick, and they have the woman Flo. Yep. How have insurance ads figured this out? Because everybody talks about those ads all the time. Yeah, Geico ads are funny. Yeah. yeah. Geico ads. Yeah, well, the Lopez brothers are in a State Farm ad now, right. too. Um, well, we've worked on insurance uh, companies in the past, um, a couple of them in the state. And it's a complicated product. And it's, you know, so basically you can tell some fun stories with it and really make it more of a conversational thing, um, an entertainment brand, just because it's so complicated when you get down to the specifics of what insurance does, all you want is top of mind awareness. You want somebody to think about the product whenever they're looking for it. Some of the stuff that we've done, they're smaller brands and like Acuity in the state and another jewelry insurance brand in Wisconsin. And with that, we can target a little bit more situational and target people more in the moment. But with these complicated things, sometimes it's good just to do entertainment, just to be out there. Uh, those Geico things, I mean, what, what is it? Five minutes can save you 15% or, or 15 minutes can save you 15% or less. Yeah. That's what you want people to remember. Yeah. You know, it's a really interesting, it, it, the insurance is really interesting, John. I'm glad you did bring that up because it's not sexy or fun. It's just sort of something you have to have or need to kind of rent it, I guess, for lack mm-hmm. of a better term. But there's a lot of competition, but a lot of familiar faces. So what is the shelf life? For Jan from Toyota and Flo from Progressive, like at some point somebody pulled the plug on the Energizer Bunny. Yeah, but that thing worked. It did. You know, I think as long as you can keep it interesting, and I mean, you can track if people are burning out on it. But again, all that equity that's been built up in Flo per se. I mean, that's probably close to a billion dollars they put into that character. The second you move it away. What are you going to do? You're starting back from zero. You're starting to try to, get, try to get that conversation again. So, I mean, these companies know what they're doing. They're putting a lot of money befi- behind it. And I can say the insurance space is a fun one to do advertising for. I'd love to have another opportunity at that um, because there is a good a good way to tell education and entertain people. Flo gets paid $8 million a year. Sounds it's not too bad. Right. So I guess yeah. she's got a pretty good gig going. All right, quickly, we just got a couple of seconds. We're going to have you back on Friday to really yes. preview Super Bowl ads. But here we are less than a week out. What are you excited about? Ooh, I mean, I'm seeing a lot of the same trends. You know, I'm starting to see which celebrities are going to play um, in the Super Bowl. I also am curious to see what happens with AI. That's been a big topic in our industry. Um, I think in culture, it's becoming more of a topic. I'm curious to see if any ads really lean into it and if there's a backlash um, from people on Twitter and on the other social media services about this whole AI thing. I'm guessing there's not going to be many ads about crypto like there was last year. I don't foresee that either. (laughs) I'm guessing that's not going to happen. Do animals still work? You know, animals are always out there. Yeah, I think animals will still work. I think, yeah, animals, celebrities, you know, all those familiar babies, Pisces some babies. (laughs) So we recently did a a segment, Pat, on the Apple computer turning 40 years old. And part of the conversation was not just that the first computer was 40 years old, but that iconic ad 
They had the sledgehammer yeah. that destroyed the the one computer. They had the big voice guy. Are there some ads that you know almost immediately will stand the test of time, or is it always kind of a I don't know. That's pretty good. I guess we'll see if that becomes iconic. You know, it, that's an interesting to think about. I think those all felt pretty iconic in the moment. I mean, the 1984 it was so epic. It was done by a famous director. I mean, it felt like a short film. Um, you know, I was rewatching the old Budweiser ad with the frogs. Yeah, and it, I would love to see something calm and quiet like that again too. Um, I feel like if we saw that, we would all know. Yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna be something that stands the test of time. I miss the old master lock commercial. Just a bullet through a lock and that it stays yeah. together. That, yeah, that's one of my favorite commercials. No words were spoken. Yep, all you needed to see was that bullet going into the lock and that's it was it. still locked. Incredible photography too yeah. in that. That yep. was like a thirty second ad. Well, how long was that ad? It's a thirty. Yeah, it would have been a thirty. That's amazing. Yeah, well, that, co- that that bullet would cost you about, uh, I think, $8 million this year is what 30 seconds are going wow. to Wow. Right. Yeah. All right, Pat, we're going to have you back on Friday. We'll dive deeper into the Super Bowl stuff. We appreciate your expertise. It's always fun to have you around. Yeah, great being here. Thanks. See you on Friday.